0: Where in the fuck? I'm um, Cecil Fletcher coming to you from all kind, Kentucky. We got Henry and Tully and Jeremy Foreman from up there in northern Kentucky. And uh, we got Caitlin again with us. Um, hey. And, uh, and Caitlin, where in the fuck are you at tonight?
1: I am at the old Washoe Club in Virginia City, Nevada tonight.
0: Nice. Coming to a straight on location. What are you doing at the Washoe Club tonight?
1: my first investigation since the pandemic started. Nice. So I'm just here to talk to you guys. I have a couple <laughs> friends along with me who have never been on an investigation before. So we're just going to have fun, have a blast, and see what we catch. Are they,
2: uh, are they believers or non-believers?
1: I think they're believers, but they're looking for like the real tangible stuff. Right? So that we're, that's what we're looking for.
0: Nice. It's always good to see it. So so the the War Show Club Museum. Is it the Warsaw Club or the Warsaw Museum or
1: It's the Old War Club Museum, so it was an old billionaire's <laughs> club back in the mid eighteen hundreds. In this old mining town.
0: <laughs> what is the history behind that place? Like how did it come to pass? I have read a little bit about it, but
1: Well, I don't know too much of the history. I like to keep my eyes and ears closed to that kind of stuff. So when I investigate, I just really go based off of what evidence I collect. Basic history of the town is an old golden silver mining town, which is booming from like the 1850s to like 80 or 80. Now it's an old ghost town. It's still functioning, the, the saloons and things like that. And... It's just very active. There's been a lot of fires up here, a lot of mining collapses and things like that. So, there's no shortage of ghosts and spirits up here.
0: So the whole town in general is just kind of packed full with spirits and everything, and the paranormal. So...
1: Yep, it's a literal ghost town. Like, you might run into somebody out there think they're a person they might not be here.
0: That's pretty cool i like to, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on search for a apparition. Now I want to see like a full fledged one apparition, apparition. apparition.
1: <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, you might. Is it Maybe we'll Ashio? catch one tonight and <laughs> shoot you guys a clip. So
3: Caitlin, was, is this your, your first time out to the old Basho club?
1: No, this is about my third or fourth time in here. Family and I are also a bunch of medium in my family. We've come here before; it's always fun, and there's we've never left without having some kind of activity documented.
2: Oh, nice! So I'm
1: really excited, just dusting off all the equipment and just excited. It feels the energy feels like we're gonna get.
2: So, so you've uh, what kind of equipment did you bring?
1: I brought a bunch of night vision cameras, a couple. Wild game cameras that I'm going to put up in um, where they think they have the more in that room. And we brought the SLS Connect camera. That's the figure mapping camera. It looks like a stick figure. We brought the spirit boxes to do communication sessions, uh, audio recorders, laser grids, all kinds of fun stuff.
2: That sounds cool. EMF
1: detectors.
2: Yeah, that does sound fun. Those those kinetic cameras freak me out. Like when you see the stick figures just sitting randomly in a chair and
0: stuff. <laughs> that one stick figure. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool.
0: Is this is <laughs> it where you're at right now? Is that where you filmed that one stick figure of the guy with the hat tipping? Or is that somewhere else?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the bowing ghost. That was here. Oh. Yeah, so That was actually right over here. This side of the room, there's a staircase. So we're going to do an experiment tonight and try to see if we can contact him again
2: so i don't know if um if you've kept up with our episodes and stuff but we've we've been talking to people from all over the world and a reoccurring theme that we found is a man with a hat on like a top hat
1: i've heard that you know when i talk to other paranormal investigators or just people who have experienced the paranormal it does come up a lot a lot of times more than anything Seems to be a top hat or like, um, yeah, a top hat. Not even a cowboy hat or very specifically a top hat.
0: That's wild. It's so crazy that the top hat keeps showing up on everything too. And I I just want to point out how pretty Tully looks in his new light. And look <laughs> at him. Look
2: at those eyes, Claire. <laughs> well, I figured for the, uh, since we were doing a not time investigation, I would go dark for the not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was hoping to come live from the crypt, but oh. because they're still doing the tours, they weren't supposed to be, but they're busy today. What time did you
2: say the, so, the tours
1: end? The tours end at 745. They normally end at 430, but they're having a devil. The devil made me do it. I think it's a pub crawl this weekend. So it's packed. (laughs) So I can't be too mad at people having fun.
0: (laughs) Not not at all.
1: I would love to meet some
3: paranormal experiences for uh, for Valentine's
0: Day. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like it's a blast, really.
1: It is. We actually took a couple. We stayed here last year on Valentine's night with a couple that wanted to celebrate their Valentine's Day with a paranormal experience. And that's when we caught the Bowing ghost. So they got to see that live.
2: Wow. Was this, was this the same place, I think the last time you talked about like, um, almost like a dance hall, it may not be the same place.
1: Yeah, it's a, a ball, ballroom. So upstairs from where I'm at, it's the old Billionaires Club. So the Billionaire Miners, a lot of the famous politicians and generals of the time, they used to play cards up there and drink, party, and there's a ballroom that they all used to dance or have their celebrations. So we're going to do an experiment up there tonight. I downloaded a bunch of songs from that era, and we're going to try to party with the spirits.
0: That'd be <laughs> fun. You yeah. want...
1: We're going to connect camera, see if we can get mm-hmm. any figures dancing along with us.
0: That's going to be awesome. You will not know it, but look at Jeremy, but he's a beautiful ballroom dancer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that true? We'll,
3: we'll just we'll leave that up to the to be proven. <laughs> so I, I know you you said you you're all decked out you have all the equipment you're ready to go. Uh, just pre rituals do you have anything that that you do to get yourself psyched up for it for, for
1: these investigations? Normally I try to come in pretty blind. This time, I did a little bit more research. Like I said, I looked up the music of the era. And that kind of, like, got me a little bit more pep. Because of the experiment. Normally, I just set all the equipment make sure I'm not forgetting anything, first of all. But more so than just coming in to try to communicate or just start trying to collect evidence, I really try to make a connection with the spirits that are here and just let them know I'm coming in from a respectful place. And being a medium, also, speaking to spirits, sometimes spirits feel um, exploited, and I, I recognize that, especially in a place as famous as this. So I just tell them, you know, it's up to them, which it really is. Nobody has any control over spirits, even if they think they can command them here and there. It's really up based on their end as well. So I just come in and say, hey, we're here to have a good time. If you want to join in, that's cool. And... Usually you do. There's a benefit to being decent (laughs) or nice.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. The music that you're going to be playing is it like mainly like piano music, like that stuff like on Red Dead?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some of it is. It was pretty cool because I was looking up music in the middle of the night, like I was half asleep, and then I read the fine print on the music that I found, and it's saloon music of the 1800s. But in fine print, it said recorded on an old pianos rural Nevada. So I was thinking those could be the actual pianos that are left here in Virginia City for all I know. So that's kind that's of a cool. cool element there.
0: That is pretty cool. So I've read something about somebody named Jenny that hangs out the spiral spiral staircase. Uh, it's a ghost. Uh-huh. Have you have you heard anything about that?
1: I didn't know what her name was, but they call her, like, the blue lady, I think, here. Mm-hmm. I have never seen her. I have had a parade of spirits on the Connect cam coming down the spiral staircase, included with the man tipping his hat. But I have had a woman come across two different times by the name of Eutrition. So I don't know if she's the blue lady or if her name's Jenny. I don't know. You like said, I said, I only go based off of who I communicate with. you kind of cut out there for a second. What did you say your name was you trisha I think you would spell like e u t r Isha
0: <laughs> so
3: I know you said that this is your your first foray back into the investigations post pandemic and I'm I'm trying to still trying to, to get more involved with uh just wrapping my head around the the spiritual world and I guess yeah. it's just a theory. Um I would imagine well obviously the, the traffic for for this kind of um for the for the old Washoe club, I'm sure it, it was pretty low during the past few months. Do you do you think there'd be an uptick in the spiritual activity? I mean, like they were kind of bored. They were used to seeing so many people come in and they didn't really have anyone to interact with, but now it's it's kind of especially tonight they they have the tours open even longer. So are you expecting some some uptick in the activity?
1: Well, actually, I noticed um I usually come here during this time of year because it's usually there's nobody around cold here and they don't have heat upstairs. So there's not a lot of tourists, but tonight, because, you know, the event, a lot of energy. In my experience, spirits tend to hide from that, you know, especially here when they feel kind of exploited at times, just in this town in general. But I think once everybody leaves, they'll kind of, like, breathe a sigh of relief. So I think we're going to meet them in the perfect um, frame of mind. Like, they'll be relieved that the crowd's gone. And I think they'll be comfortable enough with us. Like I said before, I'm sure some of these uh, spirits recognize me, and I recognize them. They're spirits that come forth each time. It's not like, oh, they're not going to have to feel me out. So if they're up to communicating or showing themselves in a way, I think tonight's a good night.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, that's fair.
0: So whenever there's a large crowd like that around and everything, does it kind of hinder the spirit activity or like significantly or is it something that kind of boosts it maybe, like maybe pisses them off or something?
1: I think significantly, especially because there's a lot of drinking that goes on here because <laughs> the business, slow. <laughs> and you know, when people get obnoxious, like it bothers us too, right? So, so they just kind of skip town when it's like that. It's mm. still
2: a saloon? Like can you still drink there?
1: Yeah, so right, right out these doors to my right is the bar. It's still open, so if you hear like background noise or people coming in and out of the door. People are still drink, drinking over there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd love to I'd love to be in there till about one AM <laughs> and then get kicked out. <laughs> 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 yeah that's, that's I imagine how, it's pretty um, hard
1: to get kicked out
2: <laughs> that's kind of how Bobby Mackey's is we've we've talked about that I don't know if we've ever talked to you about that or if you're familiar with what Bobby Mackey's is
1: yeah you guys um, mentioned it last time and since you mentioned how close you guys were it's been on my mind because ever since I saw them on I think it was Ghost Adventures I had to go there not just for the like i love country music that's probably <laughs> one of my top is old country music top favorites i live for music right i would love just to go there and drink listen to music have a good time it's investigate f- some other time
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's a fun time for sure um we we all used to go there
0: quite a bit before the pandemic
1: oh um, man i would love to go there someday
0: I'm sure Bobby ain't slowed down though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could make an
3: entire day out of it. During the day you could do the investigations and then once nightfall hits you could crack a few beers and listen to some good old country music.
0: And and you mentioned that. That would be
1: amazing.
0: (laughs) And you mentioned that Ghost Adventures have been to Bobby Mackey's, but they've been where you're at as well, right?
1: Yeah, they've been here as well. I think this is where they got their full-bodied apparition on video. was in the ballroom, I believe.
0: I haven't got to watch that episode. I was wanting to before all this, but uh, things did occur.
1: Didn't you say something about um,
2: like one of the team members of Ghost Adventures maybe haunting there now, Cecil?
0: I don't know if exactly if that's what they said, but um, I don't really want... I, don't, I guess I'll bring it up, but the pair that passed away... Zach Baggins said that he felt like they were there or something with him or something. I don't know.
1: I've seen that episode, but I don't know. I haven't um, run into them yet, but that doesn't mean they're not here, you know. Or they could have been there just to see their friends. You never know.
0: They could be attached to him or something, like how you bring ghosts home with you or whatever, something like that. So, besides all this, what have you been up to recently? Have you been doing law readings? Or-
1: I've been doing. I've been more focusing on getting the Patreon up and running and figuring that out. But I've really gotten into. I've been doing a lot of spirit art. So I've I known for a long that, time I can do the automatic writing, right? I
2: that,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I, th- I think
2: we've retweeted. Yeah, it's, every, this is a
1: good way to pass the time.
3: <laughs> oh, but you, you
2: <laughs> it's did. It's
1: helping just, me learn did. about my guides.
3: You, so you did sorry. just mention a yeah. wearing the folk exclusive so I, I don't I don't want to just gloss over it you you have some some breaking news about the patreon if, if you'd like to, to tell the viewers about it
1: oh I'm just launching my patreon tonight so instead of the adventure side of the business I'm focusing it more on my ability in the form of um, spirit communications or connecting people with their guides or helping them grow their own ap- grow their own abilities, (laughs) helping grow the abilities that they already have and things like that. I'm excited for it because if you're going through my website or if you're trying to set up a one-on-one communication session with me, they run about $75 to start with. And that's Mm. a lot of money for anybody, especially during the pandemic. And what I love most about paranormal and mediumship is that I can a deeper level and help them with things that there's not a lot of resources for. So the Patreon is going to allow me to reach more people in a more cost-efficient way. So instead of paying $75 per session, communication session, they can buy a membership a month for $25 that includes one or two sessions and a bunch of other perks or $50 And up, that includes up to four a month. So it depends on what people are looking for.
2: Yeah, especially if they're like... So it covers like the
1: whole umbrella.
2: Like super super engaged with you anyway. Like It sounds like that's a a more efficient way to, you know, kind of book you for your services.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's basically connecting them directly with me and weeding out all of the, like, electrical, booking Mm -hmm. and everything it's just directly through me and it's really a chance for me to get to know my— not my followers but the people that I deal with and even just the people who need help they can reach out through that also
0: that sounds like something really cool that I'm going to look into too that'd be fun have you changed your stance on birds any?
1: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) I don't look at them the same, that's for sure. Well,
2: the, Last <laughs> week's guest... They me up
1: a little bit more than they used to. <laughs>
2: last week's guest agreed with Cecil that they were uh, government agents...
1: Oh.
3: Well, the, oh, the check man. is still in the mail, on the on the way to her from Cecil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, Cecil's gonna set
2: up a Patreon, and instead of offering like medium services, he's gonna offer like life coaching services to people.
1: <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll be your first patron. <laughs> whenever I, the first
0: lesson is, whenever they say you're cut off, they mean it. <laughs> 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 you're not going to be able to talk them out of it
3: <laughs> uh-huh. but caitlin something that that really did stick with me and, and you've you've mentioned it about the patreon um is just that that personable experience just you you really seem passionate about trying to to help people with um, just the spiritual realm um that's something that's yeah. that's really endearing, so i' really glad to hear you're you're able to expand on on that
1: oh that's really cool, uh-huh. thank you for saying that.
2: Yeah, that's a huge emotional impact for people. Like, I think, like, you're you're giving them a sense of solace in some way. So that's like, yeah. you know, a very meaningful work.
1: It's very rewarding, and I think that comes from the attachment that I have. It's a lonely place to be, man. If you don't have resources or somebody who just says, "Hey, I believe you," first of all, right? And there's so much out there, and people are curious about different things. Some people are just excited to maybe possibly have an experience. So there's one so thing, many facets to it. And I just love all of it.
2: One thing that I was interested in. Um, so we've talked to one other medium and empath. And it was just like she she kind of described like like how it feels. Mm-hmm. And the way that that she described it was it's kind of like having a memory come in that's not your own memory in a way. And that, like, really stuck with me. So I wanted to ask you, like, you know, how does it feel for you? Like, whenever you're interpreting energies or, you know, thoughts that come in, like...
1: Well, that's really cool. I like how she explained that because I know I've heard it explained that way before. And that's pretty similar, but... For me it started off as more of a like an emotional response I would have. But now that I've grown my abilities over time, um I go straight to the the connection part, like the communication part. So I skip a lot of the feeling now. So as soon as I sense the feeling I immediately start communicating, right? Whether it's telepathically or whatever you want to call it, do automatic writing. So I either go straight to speaking with the spirit to kind of get a feel and then let the feeling flood in, or I communicate a lot through learning more about them. Like I saw my last Twitter message, I do the spirit message of the day, and I know it was for me, it was blatant. And they said, let the spirits communicate with the others in the building before starting a communication. Vet. So a lot of times I'll go through my guides because that's basically what they do as a way to protect me—is they they vet these spirits and make sure I'm not just opening up to something negative. But sometimes if it's some, it'll be more full-body reaction than like a like a a knowing or a thought. It'll be a body response like. Almost like an electrical charge, they kind of they kind of do that. But it's, for me, it's more of my fight or flight response gets kicked in if I'm close to spiritual energy. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's super super interesting. Like uh, just p- different folks' and interpretation of that is interesting. The uh, the lady that the other
0: lady that we mm-hmm. talked to um, was from Scotland. Julie, yeah. Um, the, um, the fight or flight, I I don't, if I had a true experience with a app, like a paranormal entity, I think the only response I would have would be flight. Honestly, um, (laughs) 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 or like cower in a corner and cry about it or something. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I have any fight in me when it comes to something I can't mess with. (laughs) I I had a chance to watch,
2: um, to watch your time lapse on one of your paintings and that, even though it was like sped up in a time lapse I could tell that you were really like almost in a meditative state while you were doing that. So like is that is that yeah. similar to your ghost riding at all?
1: It's very similar. It's basically the same thing as far as the spirits that I communicate with and the way it comes out. They're very fluid motions. That's why, if you look at a lot of the paintings, they're either continuous lines and loops and circles, or sometimes I'll pick up the pencil and begin. But it is, it's not me being a trance. The way I explained it to my mother the other day, it was like it's a time for me to not really.
3: Caitlin, you, you were on a, a really good um, explanation there about the um, almost hitting the, the meditative state.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I sit down to do automatic writing, I just sit down and I basically relax. It's not quite meditation because you go into it very quickly, but I relax my body and. Just let the pen move however it's influenced. And the same goes for the paintings. I was explaining it to my mother. Said it's like, like you said, I time lapse those videos. So sometimes they're actually hours long, but it condenses it. So it's like almost not being present that entire time. Like it's just me going through motions. My mind is completely blank. I'm not thinking anything. You know, I'm not worried about anything. So it's very therapeutic for me also because it's like I'm – it's almost like I'm free somewhere during that entire time.
0: Okay. That's cool. You're going to have to do – go ahead. So these spirit paintings, are they for sale? Can you buy them?
1: Yeah, you can buy them um, directly through me. Through Twitter for now, but they'll all be on my Patreon. So Patrons on my Patreon will get first dibs on any spirit art, so I'll re- release it to the patrons at least three days to a week in advance, and then they also get like 25% off or something like that.
0: Oh, cool. do
2: you know what the do you know what the link to the Patreon is going to be yet?
1: It's going to be patreon slash unbound underground
2: okay we can we should be able to put a link in the
0: description for that too okay thank you we for sure can and i'm excited to look into it um if i if i if i can have enough to pay electric i might buy (laughs) a (laughs) month
2: yeah I, i think you should do more of those time lapse videos that that was really cool
1: yeah, I'm going to. That's what um, the Patreon, all of those time-lapse videos are going to go over there, like I did one on the way up to Virginia City driving also today. So all of that is going to be on the Patreon page, well, all the awesome. fun stuff. <laughs> that
0: is awesome. Let me take this
1: off now. I was just waiting for all the cooties to settle. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, yeah, I mean, you, you have... You have so much content that you could put on the Patreon just thinking about it. I mean, you could go almost like a behind-the-scenes look at at setting up things, just showing people just all all of that side of of things. That'd be really awesome.
1: That's my goal with the Patreon because I know, like, for a time, I was just waiting for people to stumble upon me. Just because I'm a laid-back person, and this is more of – my passion and like a calling for me so it's not like i'm trying to really push it out there on folks but my patreon i really want people to get to know me and like you said the inside and like the behind the scenes of everything
0: especially yeah. how you're
1: saying you spoke to other mediums and everybody's interpretation or their feeling or the way they experience things is a little bit different so it's really neat to, to see all the different ways Like this art, that's something that's really fun for me because I didn't know that I could do that. But I figured, okay, if I'm writing, you know, because it started, they would do symbols sometimes, you know, in part of their message. And then when they would do the symbols, you know, I never thought to ask these spirits, like, hey, do you want to do a painting (laughs) or something? And they enjoy it, too. It's bringing something tangible to our world for them. So...
2: Enjoy. I think, um, like, as someone who's interested in the paranormal, I think all the gadgets—like, if you did an episode on your Patreon where you went through the gadgets and maybe incorporated clips of, like, you know, things that you've caught on each gadget and what it looks like—like, like, I, I think that would be awesome.
1: Yep, I'm gonna do all of that. I'm gonna do tutorials because a lot of people invest in these gadgets because they see them on TV. But they don't use them properly, so the stuff that they're getting is not real. Like, as simple as calibrating your Kinect camera. Not a lot of people know how to do that, and if you don't, it'll it'll try to map anything.
0: I've been, uh, I've been looking into the Kinect thing. I've actually got a Kinect over here. I need to figure out how to use that thing. I won't just mess with it. just figure it out. That'd be fun.
3: So that is just the Xbox Kinect then, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. See, so the, uh, the only time I've used it, and this this could go back into the ballroom dancing theory, I've only used it for the dancing video games. Oh yeah. Literally, it's fun. Literally, the only thing i ever used it for was Xbox on. Oh. So I think you mentioned it.
2: May, it may have been on your Twitter, but I think you've had mixed experiences at this place, right? Like, yep. Like the good and the bad.
1: I have. There's a room on the third floor that I haven't really hated when I've been here because the feeling up there is so strongly negative that that I haven't even wanted to go there, not mess with that. But tonight, go explore that. I mean, we're going to explore in depth because there's really nothing to be afraid of, you know? You just have to protect yourself. So there's been good and bad. Last time I was here, I got scratched Mm. but the way i feel about that is not like other people it's not automatically demonic and all of that it's just i think your body's reaction to whatever electricity they're made of you know i felt the touch and then when i got home i had three they look more like burn marks than scratches and my mom was touched when we were just setting up the equipment in here (laughs) so it's very active here so
0: That's pretty cool. But
1: there is good and bad here.
0: You know, I was reading a little bit about that, uh, the War Show um, Club, and like you said, it was made for the millionaires and billionaires, and this is a little bit more on the conspiracy side of everything. I I firmly believe that it's hard to be a millionaire or, or a billionaire without being some kind of cutthroat and maybe practicing some form of dark art. Do you think that might have anything to do with, like, the the energy there? Like, maybe some of the more nefarious energy, possibly? Like, maybe some of these people were just horrible human beings because that's the way they usually are? <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a good question. I don't think they were intentionally into any dark art or anything, but there is something to them being so pep and just step to get, you know, what they want. So I think part of the way they lived is what keeps them either by choice or out of fear of where they might be headed you know but it does have something to do with it I think but I don't think they're intentionally like trying to do any kind of uh, black magic or anything like that
0: oh, but there no, is definitely
1: to, some kind of weird energy
0: it's probably the reptilians I mean if there was any politicians <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the kind of politician involved, I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs>
3: so, Caitlin, were you were you able to participate in in one of the tours earlier, just to get the the layout of? Well, I know you already have the layout, but just to get the the feelers out there for for what you're about to experience tonight.
1: No, not yet. <laughs> um, I'd like to make up some like really- Excuse for that, but it was just I was running late, and I'm not ready to walk up all those stairs yet. It's gonna take all I got to do it later. Just <laughs> visit the bar first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get some liquid, <laughs> liquid <drink>. strength. <laughs> That's
0: that spiral staircase. They don't let people walk on that, do they anymore?
1: No, it's um, it's blocked off with a little rope.
2: It's like but you can long... take
1: pictures to... like a floodlight and a camera tonight.
2: You know, I was reading that... Um, do you remember Ripley's Believe It or Not? Yeah. Uh, apparently, that staircase was uh, like on there for being the longest unsupported spiral staircase, which is crazy to me.
1: Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. I mean... I don't really, I'm not really impressed by like, I don't even know what that would be. Is that engineering or architecture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how interesting. I don't even know what it's called. But every time I come here, I like stare at that every seam. It just doesn't make sense how it's standing and it people used it. It is really really cool.
0: I probably shouldn't ever come out there because, it'd be my luck, I'd be like, hey, look at this, and poke it, and just fall. <laughs> it has
1: been and standing to, for hundreds of years Until he touched it
0: yeah. That to sounds about right I'd have to blame <laughs> my Andy Like my wife is the one that did that
2: <laughs> Let her take the fall
0: This is a true story There's a wax museum In um, Gatlinburg Or Pigeon Forge, Forge Tennessee and we was down there. And my wife uh-huh. wanted to take a picture with the alien from the alien movie. And she about knocked it over. <laughs> if I <laughs> want to caught it like this, we would have been out like $100,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it
1: would have been awful.
0: She's a wild one. <laughs> and all she was trying to do was dance with it. It was weird. <laughs> But um, so, tonight- so since
1: you guys are here with us now, we're gonna do a spirit communication session later, like either a spirit box session or something similar, maybe EVP session. Are there any questions that you, you guys would like us to ask the? Or no, you don't have to. I'm just asking.
0: Do they have Do they have insight on lottery numbers? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Guarantee you It'll be a wise guy response to that one
2: (laughs) I want you to See if you See if you can get any information On the man with the hat
0: Yeah
2: Okay Because like I said we've talked to people From South Africa To Scotland All over America And it's just a reoccurring thing yeah. What did you What did you feel whenever you were in that presence? The one
1: here. Yeah. The one here. I get the feel of this one. I think it is an old cowboy, like a tall one. The figure is always around, like at least six five, probably six six, and just the just his energy. Just feels like is a chivalrous, like when he's tipping his hat. Okay. So I think that specific one is just an old, old cowboy. Well, in some of, the,
2: some of the cultures we've talked to, it's almost like a foreboding spirit.
1: Well, I'll tell you when my attachment that I mentioned briefly to you guys before, when that first started, the first entity, if you want to call it that, that came to me, was a man wearing a top hat. Wow. So, you know, there's to be some kind of something to it.
0: That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Ryan, one of my friends, we had him on the last episode by Poet hey bear that came out Wednesday. Um, he was reminding me of a situation where I completely blocked it out, and I wanted your insight on why I would block this out. We used to go ghost hunting quite a bit. And there was one night whenever he got freaked out, we left. And, like, uh, he pulled me over and, uh, and I had a handprint right here on my, on my stomach. And, he, and when I opened the car, he said he could smell it burning. I forgot all about it until he brought it back up. What do you think that would have been?
1: If you forgot about it, I would say just based off of the things things that I've experienced myself in my lifetime is that it was either so traumatic for you that you know, your body does it as a, like, keep yourself, right? Yeah. You'll forget things like that. Or you know, the oppression is really real, and if you open yourself up to something that you don't really, not really prepared to receive whatever it's got for you, could have, a, you know, not I don't want to say that it possessed you, but it could have been you know, manipul- manipulating you a bit for a brief moment.
0: Could have
2: been. So I the smartest thing you could have done it. was get out of there. Do you know where you were, Cecil? Like what area?
0: Yes, I know exactly where we were. Um, there's a graveyard about four miles down the road where, whenever they was building the Laurel Lake, they dug up a bunch of bodies and moved them up here, and there's a bunch of tombstones that just say unknown baby, unknown man, unknown woman, unknown infant. Yeah. So he's up there. Um, there's- And I wasn't drunk at, hardly at all. <laughs> so I actually remembered it.
1: <laughs> there is also, you could have been, because you were looking for an experience, you could have been unknowingly connecting more than you knew like, almost communication, like how I do, you know, and there's a weird in-between that you can fall in, and and it's not really trance-like, but it's, like, almost like sleepwalking, it's like dream-like, like, like in-between consciousness, so, you know, I, there's times when you can be, you can forget things when you're in that kind of state, too, if you're just kind of, like, in a dazed state, and you're removing yourself from,
0: this is cool. I, I, I completely forgot about it. And the second he said it, I was like, oh, yeah, like that did happen. <laughs> like, I forgot completely about it. And there was another strange thing that happened, like, right before all that happened. It, there was a green streak in the sky. It's just a green streak. But I, I just assumed that was a meteor or something. Yeah. So that's probably all that was. It's strange. Mm. Next time you guys, next time Tully and Jeremy come down, I'm gonna take them out there and leave them for a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mark that one down as unknown
0: yeah, <laughs> to so be the, continued. Hey,
1: us,
3: go ahead. Now go go ahead, Tully. I was just gonna say,
2: um, the lake that he was talking about, I think you would find very interesting. So it's a man-made lake,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and when they did it. They just flooded out this valley, like tons of graveyards, just flooded it over top of them. So now these graveyards are like two, three hundred feet deep in the water. And maybe like 10 to 15 years ago, they sent an uh, exploration team down to check out the state of everything. So they were diving and one of the divers was just casually like going through this graveyard and one of the tombstones Fell over and killed him.
1: Oh yeah. my gosh!
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people that die on wow. that lake too. A lot of crazy stuff happens at that lake.
1: Wow.
0: We used David. to jump off a rock into it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I know you
3: you posed it to us just if we had any questions, and I, I've been trying to trying to rack my brain about questions, but. Now I'm, I'm just wanting to know, like, do you do you feel, or do you? I guess you wouldn't really know. Um, what are your thoughts on once the spirit exists? Would it have like some all-knowing, all-knowing knowledge? I don't know how else to pose it. Just being omniscient, or, or do you do you think their their knowledge of of the world itself is still limited to what what it was when they were alive?
1: I believe for sure. My full belief is that they aren't limited. Limited to, him. there are some parameters like the high pole, whatever. I believe probably are all-knowing it's as far as guides that I've experienced or spirits that spirits that I've encountered. They're pretty close to all-knowing. You're not Was gonna it, outsmart a spirit or trick one. So that's just
2: spirits in general. Then you, you cut out there for a second. You just you just mean holistically, spirits are gonna be smarter in general.
1: Um, more all-knowing.
3: So, I mean, so that just totally blows the doors open for what sort of questions. I mean, if I had to pose a question, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to limit it to just I don't know improving on what I know. I guess um, if you could ask. What does the spirit feel that we should know? I know that's very open-ended, but if if that could be posed. Okay. Should we get thoughts on? Um, I mean, they
2: they would know whether the earth was flat, right? Yeah, ask them a theory. <laughs>
1: they should. <laughs>
3: well, the whole sure. reason for this backdrop is is just to constantly poke at Cecil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess it's one of those things. Like, I would like to ask certain things, but I know it's stupid, and they probably wouldn't have a direct answer. Like, what's after basically? Like, like stuff like that. Like, what happens after this happens? After this world, for as we know, ends. You know, when we. Expire. That's an
1: awesome <laughs> I mean, there's so much to it, but you never know what their response will be.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it might be in. It's in pieces but it might be something that's. and like I want to really clarify when I say they're all they're all knowing but even though they're all knowing there's certain things that they won't answer at least in my experiences that I don't know if there's some kind of rules that they have to or like law maybe but I noticed when it comes to like free will as far as your life goes they can give you advice on least resistance. They hope for you like for whatever you supposed to be doing. But they won't ever tell you what exactly to do. And they don't talk about babies like be boy or girl or if they're gonna be born. Mm. And big events in your life they just keep they're just tight lipped about it. So I don't know if that that's more for the sake of our human experience like we're supposed to experience that so they give us that information or what that is so even though they're all knowing like they don't divulge everything
3: mm. yeah i figured there would be some limitations involved
1: the of life, i guess
3: yeah that's why i wanted just to pose as as open-ended as i could and and they can decide at their own discretion what they they should feel that that we need to know Yeah. It
2: sounds like when we die, we all become Dr. Manhattan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to go to Mars, Tully? Build a giant clock on there.
3: (laughs) Who knows? The possibilities are endless.
1: Normally, I let the other people that are with me ask if there's something that they really want to hear.
0: Information about
1: themselves. Then I'll ask them more about themselves.
0: (laughs) And so we uh, we recently had somebody on talking about Bigfoot. Have you have you delved into any more Bigfoot stuff since we spoke last?
1: Well, I did, haven't delved into any, but I did run across some tracks. Really? So I did a little photo shoot for like for the Patreon account for my new profile picture. So my cousin and I drove to this mountain peak so like we normally camp there as a family in the in the meadow so he took me to this campground up above like i've never been up there before but it's at the very top of the mountain and there were some snow patches and there was a really pretty creek side there so we're like oh this would be a cool place you know to take pictures so we get out and we both look over at the same time and i was like what are those very big you know bipedal looking tracks, and he's saying, like, oh, it could be snowshoe, but, like, we looked closer, and they're very, uh, very interesting tracks.
0: They got toes. So we didn't
1: look anymore. Yeah. Had toes. And it's, they're known, like, it's known to be in that area among the, like, the native people up there, and the locals that live deeper, you know, in the mountains. That that range from the meadow there's a mountain range that goes to the lake behind it and supposedly that's where Bigfoot for a long time have used that as a trail, like their game trail kind of thing. I didn't know that going up there, it's just we just ran across those tracks, but it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is really cool. It sounds like you explore quite a bit and go out into the wilderness and stuff. What are you gonna do when you run face to face with Bigfoot?
1: I've seen him once. It wasn't face to face, though. I was in a truck, luckily. But I don't know. There's something spiritual about him for me, just because of the way I reacted when I saw him, you know, the first time. That I am kind of on the fence whether he's fully like animal or fully spiritual. We're gonna
2: have there's to put some- you. something.
1: Yeah, the something different about.
0: And it's always a pleasure speaking with you. I can't wait to speak with you again sometime soon.
1: I know. I love talking to you guys anytime.
0: Yeah. Uh, The co-host of uh, Bipolar Teddy Bear, David Reed, uh, he's had a murder of crows hanging out at his house for the past three weeks. Hmm. Like a significant amount of crows, like a lot of them, down on his farm. And he's kind of sketched out about it. Hmm. I don't know
1: what that would be. I, I don't know. I think if it's something that he believes in, like, if it's a belief he's always had, there could be something to it. But if not, I wouldn't worry about it. So, like, for me, culturally, an owl is the messenger of death. And I live in a rural area, right, where there's barn owls and things around. And every time I hear one, still, my heart stops because... Because of that belief Spirit uses that as the tool to give you signs and warnings like that. So oh,
0: that's pretty But cool. if he doesn't
1: already have the belief of the crows, then probably okay. <laughs>
0: I told them they just need to move the bodies farther off the farm. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't think he believes me, <laughs> it. He says he fared
3: <laughs> Well, Caitlin, we will be sending you all the positive vibes for
1: tonight. Um, yeah. Awesome. I appreciate it.
0: And uh, Caitlin, tell them where they can find you at.
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter at Unbound Guide, on Facebook at Unbound Underground Paranormal, Instagram at Unbound Guide, and now Patreon at Patreon slash Unbound Underground. <laughs> so new, I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> and, but uh, check it out. There's something for everyone there. And, and it's, it's just helping and the love and all the goodness and learn new th- things learn new things from other people teach people things and just share and just speak freely and openly
0: <laughs> absolutely that's going to awesome. be awesome and um, you know where to find us on uh, twitter, twitter bipolar underscore tb B- um you can reach out to us uh through email at bipolar underscore teddy bear at outlook.com if you want to be a guest uh we do have an instagram it's a ghost account nobody ever messes with it but if you want to leave a message it might get seen there bipolar underscore teddy bear and thank you so much for watching us because we're watching you Where in the fault fo-